And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. That's right. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. My name is James DeJerome. I'm the producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show, and I've been with Brandon for about four years now. The Consumer Quarterback Show has been on air for 10 years, so we've been doing this Consumer Advocate Program for about 10 years. Brandon's been trying to get his network of professionals he works with every day as a real estate professional here in the Bay Area to take some time out of their day, come on the air, provide some information to help our audience get a little smarter, wiser with their dollars as consumers. So we've aligned a great group of expert contributors in addition to some sponsors. The sponsor for our first segment is Brandon Porter of Veteran Gutters. You know, Brandon Porter, of course, he's a veteran himself, and he employs a veteran staff. Get some gutters on your house. Down here in Florida, with all the rain we get, you do not want all that water coming off your roof to get into the foundation. So if you don't have gutters on your home, get in touch with Brandon Porter, Veteran Gutters. He does a great job, and he's the official sponsor in that area for the Consumer Quarterback Show. And as I mentioned, Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. He's a realtor here in the Bay Area. We're going to go through a few properties today during the show, any of which you can find on ConsumerQB.com or get in touch with Brandon directly and the Platinum MVP team. Johnny, what do you got for me up there in terms of our real estate for this show? All right, if you're looking to get into the holiday area, 1748 Colmar Drive in Holiday, we're talking about a 1,028 square foot, two bedroom, two bath, closed air conditioned garage, above ground pool. It's got a rec room with electricity, screened lanai, four sheds, new appliances. The roof's pretty new. 1748 Colmar Drive in Holiday. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. What else you got for me, John? Here's one in Land Lakes. So if you're looking to redevelop or, or to get into the Land Lakes area, it looks like we've got a commercial opportunity here, an amazing opportunity for builders at 5602 Land Lakes Boulevard in Land Lakes, 6.91 acre property, two parcels. You've got frontage up to Lake Helen. It's currently zoned C2, general commercial, water and sewer available. Great expansion along U.S. Highway 41. So a commercial opportunity, a great development opportunity there in Land Lakes, 5602 Land Lakes. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. He's got real estate opportunities for you. All right. This segment is going to be a really interesting one. I've got Chris Kremitzos, founder of PodFest. He's going to be joining the show. And I've got so many questions. We've all heard of podcasts now. It's a term we all are familiar with. Podcast versus broadcast. Some people don't really grab onto the difference. We're going to talk a little bit about how this thing's exploding, and, and Chris is just the guy to do it. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great, James. Now, uh, founder of PodFest, so you had this idea to do this trade show on your own, or how did you come up with this? You know, we um, in 2013, we held a meetup at the Mimi's on Lums and Roan and Brandon, and we had 13 of us that heard a gentleman speak about podcasting, Steve Cherubino, and we all saw the light bulb of, like, the future of this on-demand audio revolution. From there, we did a couple workshops. In 2015, we did the first ever PodFest. And I I vowed to myself I would let it grow as big as it wanted to grow without getting in the way. And each and every year, it doubled in size. So last year, we had over 2,000 people in attendance in March, five days before the shutdowns. And this year, we're looking forward to renting the Amelie Arena. And we'll be hosting two events. Uh, one will be the Florida Bitcoin and Blockchain, and on the other side will be PodFest um, Multimedia Expo uh, at the Amelie Arena, November 4th and 5th. So we're really excited. November 4 and 5, right here in Amelie. Now, uh, I imagine in 2013, you know, everyone knew what a broadcast was. Some people were getting familiar with podcast. The idea that you could do a podcast on any subject is just the the, the, the thing that, to me, that 
that's the appeal. It, it's so unique. Not only is it unique, um, at the time, remember, people knew what radio was. So many of our podcasters would call their shows radio because mm-hmm. they got tired of people asking them, what is a podcast? So right. drone radio show, horse radio network, all these shows had radio in the, in, in the verbiage just so we didn't have to explain to people what a podcast is. Now we take it for granted that everybody knows what a podcast is. But back then, half the battle was telling people what the word was and they would be like, I don't understand what that is. Explain it to me. I love the way that you uh, initially tried to define it for me by saying, you know, broadcasting has has to have a general appeal. You're trying to get as many listeners as you can. You've got the idea of reaching out there and getting as many as you can. The podcast world is so uh, specified. You can get podcasts on specific subjects. You you just told me about one about parrots. Yeah, we're helping a gentleman create a, a show about parrots, but we've had people, we have the Horse Radio Network. They talk about horses. I think they have 18 shows on their network. Um, my wife does Women's Meditation Network, largest meditation network in the world for women that want guided meditations. Uh, you know, so it's, it, it's endless, really. The more niche, the better, because people find you through search, and that's the difference. Now, when you go to PodFest here at the Emily Arena on November 4 and 5, what, what, what are people going to look for if they haven't been to one of these before? What can they expect? Well, you know, I always tell people, like, if I, if I told you 10, 15 years ago you could hang out with Oprah and Dr. Phil and everybody you see on TV, would you attend? They'd say, of course. Well, that's what's going on today. You're able to hang out with the largest influencers of our time at PodFest, but they'll teach you what they're doing, how they're growing, how they're monetizing. It's pretty amazing, the knowledge share, that they, they really share everything that they're doing. So if you're looking to get started or looking to build something or even meet today's modern-day influencers that have huge... I mean, think about it. The one guy talks about horses, and someone may be like, oh, that's so funny. Well, well, if you're the guy that does insurance for people in the horse world, you clean house by being his sponsor. I mean, you know, he has a guy that sells a vibrating shovel that uh, sponsors his stable scoop hour. It's a $200 <laughs> shovel. When people are scooping the you-know-what right. and their back is hurting, they're buying a $200 shovel as they're listening to him promote it during the stable scoop hour. So it's, it's not only that the content is niche. Now you could sell niche products because the audience has been niched for those products. So it's the first time ever that we're delving into these micro niches and everybody's making money. I find it really cool that you're able to extract some data from the demographics of the of a podcast. For instance, you told me about the true crime popularity. I assumed it was general. Everyone likes true crime. It's a hot subject now. You mentioned that you found 80% of those uh, taking that content in were female. Yeah, it's a heavy female audience, and it shows up in the stats. Uh, we have a local uh, person here in Tampa Bay. They have Crime Scene Cleaning. It's a YouTube show, and that's her business. They do Crime Scene Cleaning. Right. Uh, you look at the YouTube stats, and YouTube is male-dominated generally. Uh, it's uh, heavy. I think 75 maybe even 80% female. Uh, they can't get enough of, of that. Most men don't like the sight of blood in general, so they're not looking to uh, delve into that. It's an interesting thing, but, yeah, we have stats. And remember, podcasting stats are global because you can be in every country in the world overnight because right. there's, there's no geo paywalls, as they call them, geo fences. Now, how have you found that uh, the audiences are consuming these podcasts? It seemed like initially it was uh, there was probably less availability. Now it seems like you've got some major players that have uh, uh, under their umbrella uh, a certain amount of podcasts. How does the relationship work with those providing the podcast? When you say providing the the content creator, providing it to the audience? No, I was thinking more of the audience seeking uh, a particular podcast by going to a certain site. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so you'd have to go on Apple's podcast app or uh, podcast players like CastBox or Stitcher. There's literally hundreds of players. And that's why podcasting now is the freest platform in the world because it's not like TV where you go to the channel and you hit a channel and there's, you know, whatever you're watching, news. Podcasting, you have to seek it out. So what you do is you go into these players and they have categories and you'd hit the category you want. If it's news, comedy, and then you start searching around and you kind of either find it or it's mostly word of mouth, believe it or not, uh, or search algorithm recommendation. Uh, or So that's kind of how people are finding it. So that's one of the biggest things that keeps me in business is people always, podcasters always need to learn how to grow their audience. What are the tips and tricks? And we teach that. We teach how to grow your audience, how to get, you know, out there. But the growth, we're seeing growth on an international scale right now. You know, Europe is really catching fire. Africa is catching fire. India is getting big. Brazil's lagging. So with, with COVID, we've done virtual events now, and we've seen what the global landscape is. It opened us up. So we've learned a lot. Um, the Spanish market's growing through Spotify. So certain players have advantages in certain countries. So you learn that very quickly, uh, depending on, on what your strategy might be. So certain podcasters might partner with a translator or someone that can provide their podcast in a different language, so to make it more available worldwide? You can if you're big enough, yeah. Like my wife has women's meditation. I think her next step is after she grows her network in the English, uh, you know, has five or six shows, the next natural conclusion would be to get it translated into Spanish and find voiceover artists in Spanish to start dominating in a different language. Absolutely. Chris, if you're a podcaster and you want to put your podcast out there in a certain location, what's the logic behind choosing a, a certain carrier or a place to put it where people can go get it? So I'll explain it as simply as I can, because it it could be a little bit technical, but very simply, just like a website, you need a hosting company. So a lot of people have GoDaddy to house their websites, and then they need like HostGator for their hosting. Uh, Podcast runs off of an RSS feed. Think of that as your your ID number for your audio. Um, Now you need a HostGator type of company. And in the audio world, that's a company like Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Podbean, Anchor, those companies allow you to host your audio file once you create your RSS feed through them, and then that audio file gets delivered to iTunes and literally hundreds of databases that carry out your feed. That's why no one could shut down your podcast, because that RSS feed, you control it and you own it. So maybe a player might say, we don't want you on our, our platform, but there's thousands of players that will carry you. So it's very... It's been democratized and probably the freest um, of all communication mediums. I think I run into folks that have a great idea for a podcast, or maybe they have, uh, they're have they inspired to do one. They don't really know how to monetize it. How do you assist people with that idea of actually getting some monetary return? That's one of the top topics we talk about. The B2B podcasters do really well because they're small audience, but big dollar size, by and large. So it doesn't take much. Uh, they'll find a sponsor within their niche. They'll pay them a premium. If you have a large audience with thousands of downloads, you could actually get an agent and then they'll get you advertisers just like traditional radio. Hmm. And then there's a lot of people that don't want advertisers. They're a consultant, they're a speaker, they're a coach, or they have a back-end product or business, and they are their own advertisement of their own show. Then you have people in the career field that are using the podcast to get access to people they normally wouldn't get access to, to interview them, to build relationships with the individual they're interviewing, and they don't even care about the audience, which is a whole different whole different thing. And we've seen people actually become, I'll give you an example. Last year during COVID, I helped a young gentleman that was in the produce industry, and he was doing the Millennial Boom podcast, you know, all kinds of general shows. 
And I said to him, why don't you do the produce industry podcast? He goes, can I use that name? I go, I don't see anyone else using it. He goes, do I need permission? I go, who do you need permission to? Half the stuff you see here, International Ice Cream Day, some association decided it, and that's what happened. So he created the international, he created the produce industry podcast. He is now sponsored by like the avocado industry, by yeah. everything you could think of under the sun. He makes a full-time living off his podcast. You just got to be creative. You got to have some advice. And that's why Chris is doing this. So you can kind of get more information. I could see folks out there with great ideas, just not knowing how to execute, maybe. Yeah, the, the problem is, yes, correct. It's the strategy that you need. to. So a lot of times I work with people in radio or TV, and because they come out of a generalist field, James is like you, they don't, you understand this. Right. You, I, you're asking all the right questions. They don't get that podcasting is the niche field. It's the opposite. Yeah. So you got a niche. It runs counter to tr- traditional broadcasting concepts. That's correct. And they have a tough time with it because they don't understand. What do you mean I, I can't be everything to all people? Mm-hmm. It's like people have to find you. So why would they find all things to all people? They already go to the big, the big shows for that. For you, what are they going for? Are they going for true crime? Are they going to talk about produce? Are you going to talk about your industry, real estate? So that's... Um, we yeah. see a lot of, there's so many opportunities right now. Like, think about real estate, right? You have your general cash flow shows, but what about a real estate show about Airbnb? What about a real estate show about, you know, creative financing? What about a real estate show about how to navigate the mortgage industry or interest rates? I mean, those things are endless. Right. And then there's a lot of format opportunities, meaning, is it a five-minute show? Is it a 30-minute show? The link could vary, and the format could be a really great format that people like. Wow. Lots and lots to think about with Chris. Chris, can I get you for one more segment? Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to continue with Chris. i got some great questions to ask him, and I want everyone to realize that uh, this is something you can do. This is something out there for people that you can come up with an idea. We talk a lot about uh, Eli comes on and talks about you can be an author. You know, you don't realize you have a book in you. you got a podcast in you. If you've been doing something for a while, you're an expert in that field. There's value there. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with Chris. Don't forget about our uh, feel-good story. I'm going to tell you about five films that are going to be shot in Pinellas County over the next few months with the hope of inspiring visitors. So the movie business coming back to Pinellas County. And, of course, we got Nate Ginter coming up from Vine IT is the chief technology officer over there. So don't go anywhere. The Consumer Quarterback Show rolls on. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhyme, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Buying, selling, investing in real estate, their nationwide Keller Williams network makes them the best team to work with. Sellers have your property featured live on air, creating multiple offers. Buyers leverage a unique system that gets your offer accepted, never overlooked. Call or text 813-750-0550, or Consumer QB. Hey, Margie here with the Consumer Quarterback Show and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. If you're buying, selling, or investing, please give us a shot. We would love to help you. We are a top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and you can reach us at 813-750-0550. Call or text 813-750-0550. ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. 
You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. ConsumerQB.com is a great resource for you. You can check out all our expert contributors and our great sponsors. The sponsor for this segment is Discovery Golf Cars, also known as Golf Car Depot. Uh, as we talked about, golf cars are everywhere now. I see the kids in my neighborhood pulling each other on skateboards. I got families walking their dogs. Everyone's out there with their golf cart having a great time. If you want to join them, get in touch with Discovery Golf Cars. They've got multiple locations. They sell new and used. They offer financing and mobile repair. So check them out online. Golf Car Depot, Discovery Golf Cars, a great sponsor for the program. And we've got some properties as well. Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team. He's a realtor here in the Bay Area. Johnny's going to throw a few up. I think we got 1335 County Line Road. Is that right? There it is in Spring Hill. He's got nearly five acres in Spring Hill uh, being rezoned from AG to commercial. There's an existing building that can be occupied or rented right now. It's next to the Villages of Avalon. There's a public shopping plaza right there. So 13335 County Line Road in Spring Hill. Get in touch with Brandon if you want to get into the Spring Hill area. That's a great opportunity there. How about Plant City? Right in Plant City, 4605 Nesmith Road. We've got 2,325 square feet a 3-2 farm, rustic-style home, nearly one acre of land, over $200,000 in renovations to this property. So top-of-the-line kitchen appliances, granite countertops, copper aerated tub. Man, they've got a lot of amenities here at 4605 Nesmith. If you want to get into Plant City, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. He's got opportunities for you. All right, before the break, we were visiting with Chris Kremitzos, uh, the founder of PodFest, and I just opened up so many questions. I had so many ideas about podcasting, and I imagine, Chris, since you were in this thing at the beginning, uh, 2013... Your trade show now that you're having this November 4 and 5 right here in Amelie, it's changed so much over that time. Talk about the production elements. I imagine in the beginning, there was just uh, people using just their laptop with a microphone in the laptop, and now you see everybody has a, a boom mic or some kind of really omnidirectional. It's really come a long way production-wise. Well, in the beginning, there was only like the Blue Yeti at Guitar Center, and it wasn't <laughs> the best microphone. And then um, Audio-Technica came out with it. Uh, USB-enabled mic, and that was a game-changer. Since then, people are making money, so they're investing in Sure mics, which are three $400 mics. A Roadcaster has a system, so you could... So it's really... Uh, it's actually not only podcasting, but it's impacted radio. Yeah. Most radio shows now are done virtually. Um, people have the systems at their house. So it's been a game-changer, commoditized down for everybody. There's been a huge... You know, most people are like... Radio engineers are like, oh, my job is done. No one's going to – it's quite the contrary. Now they're called podcast editors. There's thousands mm-hmm. of them making full-time livings all, ac- all across the world, literally. I refer editors' gigs all the time, and some charge as little as 30 or 40 or $50 an episode. Others charge two, $300. i have seen some charge 1000 So it's, it's really amazing to see what's happened um, since this has gotten decentralized and everybody now has a seat at the table. But the main thing, and you mentioned this, James, you got to know your niche, you got to know your keywords, and you got to know what you're doing. So the strategy is probably the most important part of this uh, because there are audiences out there starving for what you have. And um, if you have a message, I would highly recommend getting it out there. I think it's uh, unusual to people to realize how 
easily they can get out and, and be an influencer. I, I think initially, like uh, when you think of television and radio, oftentimes those folks, I was in television for many years, you see them as something different. They're a celebrity almost just by virtue of their job. Uh, in the podcasting world, it's, it's become quite obvious now to folks that they can get their message out there and they don't have to be uh, a celebrity. They just have to have knowledge in their field. Yeah, not only not only knowledge in their field, you know, imagine if you're not a, let's say you don't want a podcast and we have people right now listening. They're like, I don't want a podcast. I don't care to podcast. What if I told them, why aren't you a guest on podcast? Why aren't you going on a podcast tour to promote whatever it is you're doing, your business? Why aren't you investing your marketing dollars sponsoring a YouTuber or a podcaster? We have, um, we have a gentleman by the name of Gabe Aloisi. He has the top golf product review YouTube channel this side of the Atlantic in the U.S. A lot of the product review channels are really big in the U.K. He has over 25,000 subscribers, and he has a sponsor that sells golf equipment, and they sponsor him. He is driving more sales to them than they've ever had with Facebook ads and everything else combined. Hmm. And he's a small YouTuber with 25,000 subs, and he's accounted for literally seven figures in sales of this golf equipment warehouse that said, hey, we're going to take a shot on you. Let's see what happens. Well, Best investment they ever made. Yeah, Best could, investment they ever made. I could see that the uh, the idea that you're out there as a as a, somebody who has knowledge of audio. You say you're a radio person, and then this podcasting revolution happens, and you you think that this is a this is really what this is is just a shift in the marketplace. Your your knowledge and your skills still have value. You've just got to apply them into this new arena. So I imagine there's lots of podcasters out there that get advice from former broadcasters or radio managers. Like you said, people in the radio audio world are, just have another. It's really another field. It's expanding their role yes and then the other trend we're seeing james it's just an interesting fun fact if you look at the news uh podcast division of news um what they market on the banners are pretty much new york times cnn all the you know major right. networks fox whatever when you check on the what people are listening to and you go top rated and you hit news and itunes you'll see that conservative talk Mm, on any given day accounts for 65 to 70 percent of all the top 20 listeners which is incredible because that used to be uh, owned by the new york times and npr and we're seeing a huge shift in listening habits by looking at the charts um but you know you might not hear it in the news but all you have to do like i said rss feeds are democratized they can't change the algorithm because it's based on what people listen to and what they consume right now we've seen the largest growth the last couple of years in consumption of conservative to um, uh, libertarian uh, type shows than we've ever seen in the history. Because back then, when I started, remember, the news was dominated by NPR uh, and New York Times types, what we call clip-based shows that take right. literally dozens upon hundreds of people to put together. Now it's, it's shifted over the last year. Uh, the likes we've never seen before. It's been, it's been pretty incredible to watch the listening behavior shift. Yeah, so interesting. And it, like you said, it creates unique monetary opportunities. You know, advertisers have to kind of rethink how they spend their dollars and what's the best location to get to the people they want to get to. But really, being able to target those specific folks, that is a great part of this whole thing. Yeah, and listen, there's there's some niche shows that you, could, you can't find uh, any other traditional way by searching. And you might say, like, like I, I was using the example in the earlier segment, the guy has a vibrating shovel that helps you when you're shoveling, you know, horse manure. Uh, he got turned down by Lowe's, Home Depot, and Tractor Supply Company because they said there's nowhere in the world that someone will buy a $200, uh, 
you know, vibrating shovel. Well, guess what? On the stable scoop segment of the horse radio network, <laughs> when people are upset that they're shoveling everything on Friday, they're buying that, that shovel because Glenn That's is right. in your ear telling you how easy it is for you to uh, not have that right. back pain. So it's incredible to see that. And I've seen that across spectrums. Um, my wife does the meditation podcast. She has women from Australia, from all over the world that will send her really great feedback. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's opening up and it's still growing. November 4 and 5, Emily Arena Podfest. Check it out. And get your questions answered. Figure out how you can monetize your podcast. Get some ideas. Meet some of the influencers. Get a feel for what this is all about. Thanks so much, Chris, for joining us today. Thank you, James. I really appreciate it. All right, when we come back, we got Nathan Ginter, the Chief Technology Officer from Vine IT. And I'm going to tell you all about some movies that are coming to the Pinellas County area in our feel-good story. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Yeah, give Brandon a call and you can find out all our expert contributors and some of our great sponsors like Replenish IV Solutions, Unique Business Model with Steve and Lisa Gunnan. They're longtime friends of the show. So you've heard Steve on the program. They came up with this idea to help strengthen your immunity by giving you replenishing uh vitamins into an IV drip. So they'll come directly to your business or your home if you can't get to one of their locations. Get your immune system ready to go with Replenish IV Solutions. Check them out online. Lots of great reviews. Longtime friends of the show, Replenish IV Solutions. And we've got a couple of great properties for you because Brandon owns the Platinum MVP team and we want you to see what's available for you. 100 Oakmont. Uh, we've been talking about 100 Oakmont because it is unbelievable here in Bel Air. 13, 1.325 square feet, two bedroom, two bath, amazing balcony views. You've got a laundry in there. It's minutes to the Gulf Beaches, so if you want to get to the beaches in, in the Bel Air area, 100 Oakmont Lane, spacious bedrooms. they got the large community pool. Man, you want to get down by the water, that's the unit for you. 100 Oakmont Lane in Bel Air. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. What about 722 Pruitt, Johnny? Let me just look at that one again. Here it is in Madeira Beach. Okay, so we got about 1,471 square feet. This is a duplex right on the beach. You've got deep water access with a dock. So uh, you're, you can rent out, earn some passive income. You've got a 95-foot lot right there in Madeira Beach. If you want to get into Madeira, call Brandon, 722 Pruitt Drive. Don't leave money on the table. He's got opportunities for you. And, of course, I want to remind you about Tampa Bay's Best Career Fair. That's coming up Wednesday, October 20th from 6 to 8 p.m. You can register at Eventbrite. And we're going to touch on that a little more. Nathan Ginter, Chief Technology Officer from Vine IT, is here. And I love talking to you in the break uh, because I have all these questions about IT. And I, I was a longtime AV guy when it came to football support. I would set up the meeting rooms and projectors and whatnot. And we were visiting about the integration from the PC world into the AV world. Most people have a computer connected to their mm -hmm. television and so on. What have you seen in terms of really cool setups lately? So, so one of the things that's really pushed a, a lot of things forward is the ability to capture things off of your computer directly to streaming. So, you know, it, the Twitch is a huge thing that's out 
out there now. So people that are playing video games are actually live capturing what they're doing. But the, where the AV stuff comes in is they've also got like a webcam set up on themselves. People are making whole production studios, so there's a little window there behind them that looks like they're at like a CNN news desk while they're playing, or you know. So fits right into the athletic review mm-hmm. that I used to do. You're actually recording yourself playing the game, and then you can go back and review your steps in the game, kind of make some notes, kind of use video as your tool. So, so they do two things. So one, they'll actually broadcast themselves while they're broadcasting their stream, right. and then, like you said, there's also retrospectives that they'll do. You know, yeah. here are my top ten, you know, best plays right. that, that, that I did, and these things garner when I say millions of views. I mean, there, there's a dude, uh, Dr. Disrespect, who plays Call of Duty Warzone. This guy has 10 million people watching him play wow. games at a time sometimes. It's Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, you know, the light comes on for kids sometimes with video. Uh, mm-hmm. People learn visually. So in terms of sports, you go out and practice and you do what you mm-hmm. can do. But when you get them in the meeting room, you can show them, here's you, we, you know, here's your foot, here's your hand, here's what you did. Mm-hmm. Huge light comes on. I could see the same thing in the gaming world. You're watching yourself play. And you're like, oh, I'm, I keep making that same mistake. Do they have actual e-game trainers for <laughs> that the, wow. the build themselves out at very expensive rates. Uh, you know, former world champion players that literally will coach teams of, of players oh. and, and things. It, it is it is a huge esport. True fact. Uh, one of the the main esports is called League of Legends. It's a huge one that's been out for ten years. Uh, they sold out the Staples Center in ten seconds. Get out of when here. They uh, when they announce their national championship. So people are buying tickets to go to the arena mm-hmm. and sit in it and watch these guys play. Yes, that, that is correct. <laughs> Drake uh, Drake has a team. Snoop Dogg's son. Uh, right. Snoop owns the team, but Snoop Dogg's son has a team. It's it's wild, uh, you know, what's going I on out no there. I had no idea. Wow. So I've, I figured, like I said, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the great AV setups. I told you, McDill, of course, the military, mm-hmm. has this incredible ability to monitor things going on around right. the world with the camera system and all the, the the way they're getting the information fed back and forth. The speed at which we were communicating with remote cameras now is getting crazy. It, it, the, there, so when you notice something, uh, especially when you're watching a video feed, uh, although it might you might think that's a ton of information for today's internet connections, it's it's actually not. You know, a home internet connection can typically actually have the capability to watch seven to ten 4K streaming television yeah. shows at the same time. So you know, it's it's while while it's wild that they can do that. What's really crazy is the back and forth communication and how instantaneous. It happens in in networking terms. You judge things in terms of milliseconds. So that's one one thousandth of a second. Mm. They can communicate halfway across the world in less than five one thousandths of a second. So almost faster than you could process. They're they're, they're talking back and, and forth. And that's a product of you know the creativity and the ingenuity mm-hmm. and the innovation of today. But I still love bringing up the Voyager too because mm-hmm. it, they built in the seventies and we're still communicating. Folks, mm-hmm. I want you to think about this. It's outside our solar system currently. And we can communicate with that thing virtually as if it's right next door. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite things to do is read about the actual origin and how long we've had different technologies because, you know, as consumers, we got used to like VHS in the right. 80s, you know, right. so that's where we thought things were. The first digital video disc that was produced, what year do you think that was? Probably the 90, 89, 90? 1957. Huh. They actually had digital video recording discs in 57. Now, they weren't common. So with a laser. Obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 no the actual laser disc technology was built in 57. 
Yeah, so it's just a question of <laughs> seeing the possible, you know, the ingenuity of people. You have the tech, and you, you mm-hmm. and then you find a, another way to use it or another application. Well, and one of the reasons we've seen a speed, uh, you know, it's not just you know processing power makes things develop faster, which is true. Um, there, there is a sort of aggregation of effort there, but also there's a lot more public-private partnerships. So when you think about, uh, you know, a company like Microsoft or or like Google and Facebook, despite a lot of the public fight that they have in private there's a lot you know a lot of military contracts if you if you look into uh, where a lot of the money came from for not initial expansion, but if they see a company starting to come up, you know that they will actually uh, make sure that they you know have some loans and some things that come their way, so that they you know can have a piece of that as it develops to stay I ahead of see. things. What about the advent of compression? You know, mm-hmm. I, I just twenty years ago when I was in the field, we were getting these huge AVI files and we were trading mm-hmm. 40, 50 gig size video files. Sure, and now it's so easy to move these files around; they're so small. That's that's a game changer. Yeah, it's you know it's it's funny. So MP3 was the first technology that really broke the consent. You know that we all had there was actual MP3 players we can probably all remember yep. from you know twenty years ago. I'm starting to show my age a little yeah. bit uh, with that, but that was the thing that took you know a, a CD, uh, you know a song might be. 50 megabytes, which on a, you know, the old burp dial up modems was a, you know, a lot to download and it made it three or four, which, which was huge at the time. Yeah. And then they developed the ability to do that with video and, and they just look better and better. Um, you know, you can, you can get 4K videos now that are movie length that are about 17 gigabytes, which, yeah. uh, to, to put it in, in, in home user talk, you're talking about, Maybe five minutes to download like an entire 4K movie, which yeah. is crazy. And that, that seems, to, I'm sure kids today think nothing of that. But yes, if you've seen the revolution of <laughs> the time and the, the file change, it's a huge change. We used to truck around gigantic servers, you know, f- mm-hmm. just for a terabyte. Oh, and now it's, it's it's in a little tiny thumb drive. Oh, and and the, and the speed of it is insanely faster too. Yeah. It's not just the the capability. It's you know the the there there are thumb drives out there today that can write faster than any hard drive could ten years ago, which is which is incredible. Wild, so. cool when you stuff. think of it, that it's a disc spinning in there, and it mm-hmm. blows my mind sometimes. All right, Nate, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about what's going on over at Vine IT. Sure. So so uh, you know we're a, what they call a managed IT services company. So we we do if you just just like uh, you know you outsource a lot of services if you're a smaller business, you don't want to hire somebody full time for accounting, so you go to, uh, to to an accountant or to mm-hmm. a lawyer. Uh, we provide that service for you to protect your business from a security perspective, an operational perspective. Uh, we can help you develop business plans. And uh, one of the cool things that, that we do is we we service a lot of different verticals, from insurance agencies to law firms. We've got a company that sells golf equipment, and you know all the you know does manufacturing. So we see a large scope of what's going on in general, you know, mm-hmm. in business. So we've probably got a great solution that you haven't heard of for your business, a system that can make things simpler for you, get rid of some of that overhead, and really help keep you protected at the same time. So it's all about protecting and making sure everything's secure there. Do you mm-hmm. ever get in, get in there and, and uh, offer advice on everything from hardware to software mm-hmm. to different ways that they could go oh, about? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's that's one of the things we do. If you check out our website, vineit.com, you can schedule a free consultation with us. We'll come out, take a look at your system, see what, uh, what, what offers we can make. And I, I tell people, you know, it's a good idea, even if... If you you know are maybe looking for me in particular, if you if you need some advice on you know what to do, or you know we're we're a great resource to reach out to for sure. I find IT a lot like I used to feel about AV is you got to keep your eyes open, and even though you think I just finished the set, it's working so great, and I got mm-hmm. everything. There's something coming on the horizon that will make it easier 
uh, simpler and more efficient. So that's one of the things that makes this industry so exciting to a guy like me who doesn't like doing the same thing repeatedly. Uh, Once you master it, something new is out and there's more to learn. I used to find that frustrating. (laughs) And then I realized it's a benefit to me because it's going to make things easier going forward. But initially you thought, I finally got that done. You wash your hands of that. I'm done with that project. (laughs) And a year later, there's a whole new way to do it. Well, and and that's one of the big things that uh, I think, you know, talking to a lot of our clients, our, our, our big motto is simplicity for our clients. So, uh, you know, I, if something new does come down the pike, I'm going to talk to you about rather than you having to hope you hear it from somebody at the club or, you know, something else, uh, uh, some other way. So, uh, you know, we, we love helping the, you know, people. We've got clients, you know, with as few as three employees and, uh, you know, we've got clients with 100 employees. So, you know, we know how to scale that properly for everybody's budget. So regardless of your size, you're going to have some sensitive information that you want protected. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And most of it, you don't think of your your customer's database or information, but that's a critical piece there. you got to protect that customer piece. Absolutely. And I'm a certified cybersecurity auditor, so I've done everything from auditing entire hospital chains down to like a single prop uh, doctor and uh, or lawyer. And, you know, one, one of the things that they all have in common is they they all have something precious, which is the reputation to protect. That's right. And, you know, you don't I, I, I say the number one thing you, you can you can say to yourself is what I want to bank with somebody who treats my money like the way I treat my client its data meaning if you're like i'm pretty sure it's protected mm. you know you, you want to know that answer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something you want to wonder about and uh you know it's not expensive to find out i got you so regardless of your size as a business out there uh you may think well i don't have anything to lose or i but you absolutely do because nate said your reputation i want you to mm-hmm. take a minute to think about that nate's been on before we talked about ransomware and mm-hmm. these folks are, are demanding money. But now they've gone to the extra step of saying that they're going to make public information mm-hmm. about you and your business that's going to kill your reputation. So there's a lot more to be concerned about than just the dollars. Oh, something super scary on that. So there's two sides to that. Not only are the hackers now increasingly, uh, in response to some of the things that have been done to mitigate their, their potential, they're saying that you know if you don't pay, they're going to release it publicly. The government has now come along and issued a temp- or temporary men- memorandum, should I say, uh, guidance that they're trying to get legislatively passed which is if you are a victim of a breach, regardless of the size, you must report that to the FBI. Uh-huh. When you report it to the FBI, if it's over 500 records for things like uh, financial records or for medical records, you're actually also required to notify news outlets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every now and then you're, you're hearing about, you know, hey, this law firm had this breach, this company had this breach. A lot of times they really didn't want to bring that information forward, but mm-hmm. they had to. So, you know, there's actual legal uh, requirements for that to be done. So it's not just a chance to lose a monetary uh, monetarily as a business. In, mm-hmm. in, in fact, the greater loss may be the loss of your reputation in the marketplace. I, I, I personally, you know, you can you can replace revenue. Uh, it's, it's very hard to replace revenue with a damaged reputation. Boy. And, and that's, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the state of the world these days. Yeah. Uh, but the, the funny part is the prevention is so much easier to do. Then you know the the old saying of ounce of uh, yeah. ounce of prevention for the pound of cure. That's right. It really does apply, and and these these solutions. You know, people always have these crazy dollar signs going through their head for for literally a couple bucks a month per employee. You know, you're protected, so, so you might as well do. Don't it. take chances if you're out there and you got a small business or a medium sized business or a large business. You want to protect that information. Everything about it is important. Uh, get in touch with Nate Ginter, Chief Technology Officer of Vine IT. We're going to take a break now. I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you all about our feel good story. Again, we got movies coming to Pinellas County. I want everyone to get involved in the movie business. We got some really cool opportunities for you right in the Clearwater area, right around Pinellas. We're going to talk all about it. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. 
Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. ConsumerQB.com is a great resource for you to check out all our expert contributors and our sponsors. Also, go to our YouTube channel. Search Brandon Rhymes and the Consumer Quarterback on YouTube. Lots of great videos to check out. You can get a look at all our sponsors and hear about from them and all their business opportunities out there for you. Uh, we got a feel-good story for you coming up about uh, movies coming to the Pinellas County area. I want to hit you with Brothers Easy Moving, though. They are a sponsor for this segment. Brothers Easy Moving, the official moving sponsor of the Consumer Quarterback Show local or long distance, get in touch with them. They did Brandon's move and uh, earned that not title as the official moving sponsor that evening. So get in touch with them, local or long distance. Lots of five-star reviews online. Brothers Easy Moving. All right, our feel-good story. Again, I was inspired about this because we got Captain Will as a guest on the show. and He's got a book he's developing into a movie right here locally. And so are a bunch of folks coming to Pinellas County to shoot some, uh, some movies. So it says the gorgeous beaches of Pinellas County not only attract tourists, they're also getting a lot of attention lately from film crews. In the next few months, five new films are being shot around Pinellas County. The reason producers chose Pinellas has a connection to the 2011 blockbuster Dolphin Tale, filmed right here at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Uh, uh, back in June, Austin Highsmith, who produced and starred in Dolphin Tale, reached out to David Yates, the aquarium's former CEO. She told him he'd co- co-written a script for a new film. Let's bring it to Pinellas County, said Yates. A few calls later, the deal was done. Uh, the Plus One, a romantic comedy starring Ashante and Cedric the Entertainer, will be filmed Thanksgiving and Christmas at Sand Pearl and the Hyatt Regency right there in Clearwater Beach. Uh, the film's producer, Danny Roth, was so enticed by the Visit St. Pete Clearwater Film Incentive Program, which gives 10% cash back for movies here locally, he decided to bring four more films. So those films were originally set to be filmed in Oklahoma. He moved them to Pinellas County. So uh, this is a great thing for our area. This is going to in- infuse a little capital 
capital and some fun into the Pinellas County area. It's film-induced tourism, they say. The goal is for people to watch movies, see beautiful beaches and attractions, and maybe they want to book a plane ticket to visit in person. According to VSPC's Film Commissioner Tony Armour, the 2021 fiscal year has been the busiest ever in terms of permits issued for films, commercials, TV shows, and other productions. So right here in our area, we're getting a lot of opportunities for you. Maybe you're an actor, maybe you're an investor, maybe you just want to learn about the movie business or you're on the production side. This is a really good thing for us. It's really starting to culminate now in all these projects coming together, Yates said. We now have three Hallmark Channel films, one of which premieres this coming Saturday night, and a litany of other films headed to Pinellas County. So half a billion dollars a year, he explained, still being pumped into the county, supporting 11,000 jobs. So that's really good news right here in our area. Nate, you got any movie ideas? Anything you want to bring to the screen? Uh, personally, I, I've always thought with the success of The Office, and uh, there's a British show called The It Factor, uh, there, there is a great potential to, to bring something uh, about uh, IT to, oh, to the masses, for sure. IT characters seem funny to me, and then the, the frustration people have with IT could be comedy gold. Well, I, IT people, and, I, and I, I say this lovingly because I am one, but they're all freaks and weirdos. <laughs> like It's just a, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, as they say in Star Wars. It seems like a crazy thing to immerse yourself in that's frustrating to everybody else and you're like well that's where I'm going to spend my time it, it, it is and it generally you know lends itself to, to people especially the ones that excel at it to people who you know really spend a lot of time in front of a computer so not always the most social creatures no demand Man, I worked like I said I had this weird crossover where I was the technology liaison to football staff mm-hmm. so I had really unfriendly tech guys trying to figure out how to use things and explain it to them what to do so that that idea that you have to bridge that gap it, it's just some people just struggle and get so frustrated. I could see how funny that would be. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I stocked uh, my company uh, full full of great people that are, are cheerful and fun to talk to. Because boy, I, you know, having been on, on the other side of that many years, uh, you know, you want somebody who's going to be yeah. able to at least hold. I can hold a conversation. Your patience is tested constantly by somebody going, "It's broken. It's broken. It's broken." You're saying, "Sir." Just move that here, press that button. No, it's you know, broken. I've been doing this for 20 years now, and, and I will say that was certainly the case for, for many years early on. I think because of how many devices people are using now and just how many times it happened. Yes, there's still the extreme mm-hmm. frustrations that happen, but I think people in general more, when you yeah. tell them, like, it's broken and we're working on fix it. How long will it take? Hey, man, it's Google. Well, you have to give us a little time. Sometimes, yeah. you know, people can be a little lenient, but, you know, we try to help them quickly. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I had experiences where I had brief ex- experience as a cable tech. Uh, for Spectrum, and I can tell you that people do not like when their internet is down. <laughs> no, and, and one of the most frustrating things in the world, you know, with Windows 11 coming out, you know, there's a lot of people doing upgrades and things, and I, I will say the 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 smartest thing that Windows has done is for a lot of the things during their upgrade process, they don't try to tell you how much is done. They just say, hey, we're working on it. Yeah. Because there's nothing more frustrating than being, I said, I should never see 100% done. 100% done is me being in and working. That's 100% done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. So when uh, when it comes to common pitfalls you see, what are, what are the solutions that you have? I mean, what are the problems that you're solving for folks nowadays? The, the, I would tell you, the, the biggest thing that, that I would love to, to be able to get across to more people is – uh, you know, think about the age and speed of what you're using. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, when they go out and they buy a computer, they buy something that's already three or four years old technology-wise. So they then want to use that for three or four more years. And I tell people, would you be okay with using a six- or seven-year-old phone for what you do in your most critical lines of business? Most people upgrade their phone every year or two now. Mm-hmm. And I say your your computer should be updated almost as often as your phone. It occurs to me that in business, you hear time is money. Yeah. 
But just that little wheel spinning on your computer could exactly. take an extra few seconds. That it adds up. So, so when we recommend something to, we, to to people, you know, generally speaking, for around a thousand dollars, give or take, you can get a great machine that's got great speed. And people will come back sometimes, you know, when we give them a quote for that, and they'll say, "Well, is there anything I can get for like six hundred? And I and I tell people that'll be the most expensive three to four hundred dollars mm. you ever spend. I say, if this new machine, you know, I can tell you the the machine that we recommended is thirty percent faster. If that translates in a year's time to that employee being one percent more productive the additional cost pays for itself in the first couple of months if you don't do it mm-hmm. you're actually paying more than the cost of replacing the entire machine yeah. you're paying hundreds of dollars a month and not even realizing it it is hard to get folks to see sometimes that far down the road or see mm-hmm. why that money is best spent now uh, I've, I've dealt with that a lot like i said in terms of the av side with football cam- sure. cameras video servers the technology keeps pushing people want to be faster there's a competitive aspect to sports mm-hmm. so when you combine that into the tech side you have your tech guys kind of competing who gets the coach information fastest who gets right. their uh video the fastest who can learn the fastest so there's a there's a competitive edge that keeps pushing that envelope oh well and, and as we all know business is extremely it's, it's, it's the whole nature of it to be competitive and and when you know people uh the, the the most successful businesses so to give you an idea our, our average client grows uh 40 percent in the first two to three years of, of being of being in business with us mm-hmm. by employee count that's the only metric i have because we charge by per employee so if you think about that, so somebody who has decided to pay for an additional service outside of what they might have just versus a cousin, when they're, they're, we know that they're, the likelihood is that they're going to be 40% larger in three years. Wow. That's a metric that I actually take to clients when I'm talking to sure. them or prospective clients and just say, hey, I, I know this seems like a cost to you, but let me let me give you some real stories of how we help people grow, become more efficient, just in the platforms we recommend to you. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the stuff that's out there that's available for what they call per user pricing. So you pay for the amount of employees that you have. Incredible platforms that like Office 365, they do everything from meetings to email to file sharing, all in the most secure fashion possible. Yeah. It's wild what's out there for pennies on the dollar. Boy, he's Nathan Ginter, Chief Technology Officer, Vine IT. I encourage all of you, no matter what size your business is, get in touch with Nate and see where what he can do for you because this field is changing so rapidly. Just because you're in good shape last year doesn't mean you're in good shape next year. Right. you got to be ready for changes coming down the road. All right, mm-hmm. Nate, last thing I want to give – what's the best way for folks to get to you directly? Uh, j- just go to Vine IT. That's V-I-N-E-I-T.com. And uh, you can just schedule a free appointment right through our website. We'll be happy to talk to you. VineIT.com. That's Nate Ginter, the Chief Technology officer get in touch with him for all your needs again a great show today we had chris kramitzos sharing a lot of information about podcasting with us we learned a lot from him of course nate comes in with great information all the time i want to thank brandon for giving me the opportunity to substitute host for him and check out our website this is the consumer quarterback you've been listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes whether it's real estate consumer or financial advice let brandon call your next play contact brandon rhymes at 813-670-7372 that's 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the consumer quarterback show